there. Hello there. My name is Jess Wood. Welcome to Get Wood. How are you? It is your favorite uh, funny, sometimes serious, sex positive, kind of silly show of your favorite thing to do during your week. Hello and thank you and welcome and hello. Today I'm sharing my set with the beautiful uh, artwork by my girl, A Tribe Called Mel. That's right. You can look her up on Instagram, A Tribe Called Mel. And her husband, her hubby, re-ups tattoo. See this? This says be here now. Now, uh, my pal Mel, she also did my easily distracted t-shirt design. And you know, there are still t-shirts available, friends. T-shirts, tank tops, boy shorts, all available. Just DM me for the info. <laughs> but look at this gorgeous artwork. Oh, shit. Okay. A tribe called Mel. She takes old pinup, playboy, penthouse, whatever you like, club. I don't know if you guys remember that. Fucking hellhole. In the hellhole. And she takes that, uh, those magazines, those centerfolds, and she puts her graffiti letters over them. And then uh, her hubby man, Reup Statue, went in and tattooed this lady with his, he drew on, he's the guy responsible for my finger tattoo the finger tattoos do y'all know what it say what they say well reading from left to right let's go here we go i love wood shut up yes that says wood in hieroglyphics because <laughs> i'm i'm cultured i'm culturally cultured yeah so that's that hi everybody hello and welcome i hope you've had an okay week what a there was a hell of a full moon. <laughs> I don't know if anybody was affected by that last week. Whoa, Nelly on the, uh, my belly did swelly. Not a, not a pregnancy scare, but definitely just a, ooh, I got a lot of emotions. Very emo moon. Um, <laughs> I love you as well. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. I love you also. Or as everyone calls you, Pia. Um, I want to say, I want to do a couple of thank yous before I get started. Um, First of all, thank you to Justine Montecu uh, for having me on OK Vibes, her podcast, OK Vibes. Go check it out. Justine, you can find her. She follows me. I follow her. We're lovers and friends. I mean, we've never had intimacy, but you know, I love all, I love you all so much. It's as if we've been inside of each other. Do you feel me? I know that you do. So I want to thank her. Go and listen to the um, podcast. I think it came out today. I'm pretty sure it came out today. Okay Vibes. And um, with me and Justine. Thank you, Justine. I also want to do a huge thank you to... Um, <laughs> I know. Yes. Uh, the birthday is coming. Thank you, Rob. I know I have the chat room is already excited about birthdays and shout outs. I'm so happy to be here with you all. Um, but first, let me just point out these gorgeous snake earrings. If you're not watching on video, please, if you're just listening to the audio podcast, please go on Instagram and watch a Get Wood episode. It is so goddamn fun. Okay. And you must see all the gorgeous art that I get. Oh, hey, Allie. Um, I got these snake earrings, what they call the bisexual, the bisexual snake earrings. Why are they called bisexual? I asked that as well. And um, the Babels, 
That's right, from Babel Studio. You know how I love them. The babes from Babel came over and hand-delivered these goddamn gorgeous fucking snakes that they had made. And I was just, I was so touched. And again, people I love, people I've met since I've been in Albuquerque, people who are amazing artists, people, humans. She took books. I gave a couple things to them because I'm getting rid of things, but she took books. Do you know how excited I am when people take books? Who the fuck reads in Albuquerque? Who admits to reading in Albuquerque? My chat room. That's right, you intellectual babies. I think you're hot because you read. I'm attracted to readers. Yeah, there you go. Homeless readers. <laughs> you can be, listen, some of my favorite guys have been without a, you know, home, but always a book in their hand. Also, the guys that read at the bar, do, you know, I used to bartend in New York and there were a lot of people that came into the bar with books and I thought, I don't know, Steph Darnell, hey. Oh, uh, while we're here at the top of the show, shall, shallant I tell you and invite you to the show tonight? Tonight, to tonight, I'm going to take you. Uh, excuse me, me and Bruno Mars are having a moment. Tonight at Juno. You can uh, come and see me live. Oh, yeah. Ooh, don't you want to see all this in the live, in the flesh? Uh, also, Steph Darnell, Trip Trip. shut up. It's Trip. Hilarious. Uh, Chuck Parker, Jake Otero, Royal Wood. It's Royal Wood, my brother Wood's uh, anniversary for comedy. So come on over to Juno tonight. I think it's around 730. <laughs> I should know better. I do post about it. So check it out. Your favorite quote. If you go home with someone and they don't have books, don't fuck them. Yes, exactly. No, I love that too. John Waters and John Waters. God, mm, he's a delight. I would also make out with John Waters. I have been talking about people that I would love to love on. Mm, love to love on you, baby. So tonight, Juno. <laughs> Thank you, Justine. Tonight, Juno. Thank you, babes from Babe. Babel Studio for the fucking earrings. Please order something from them. They're having a gigantic sale, a gigantic sale, a sale. <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> Steph, you don't know. What is it with the comedians not knowing what time their shows are or where their shows are? I, I was supposed to do a show on Saturday and I kept hitting up Zach, um, Zach Abeda, another comedian here in town. Shout out to Zach. And uh, I kept hitting him up like, are you going to the show? Are you on the show? Do you know what time it is? Do you know where it is? Do you know what it's all about? And let me tell you something, friends, lovers, lovers and friends. When I got down there, I immediately turned around and left. That was my Saturday night. But Friday night was fun at the Guild, except for there was a heckler in the Guild Theater. He was heckling a lot like a lot but he was heckling weird shit like he wasn't like hey you suck or you know tell a joke that was nat shout out to nat for yelling out tell a joke to alex that was perfect because he does need to um but let me tell you something <laughs> this heckler in the audience he was screaming things like i cut my hair and i had really weird dreams last night i don't really understand what that means but it was the best. I think it was probably the best heckle I've ever heard. Heckle. Have you heard a heckle? <laughs> All right. 
come to Juno tonight. Go shop at the Babel studio. The babes at Babel are amazing. They're having a sale. Thank you. Um, if you remember last week, well, thank you to everyone who commented on the show last week, who sent me stuff, who sent me notes, who sent me, you know, a sad emoji face because I'm going to be leaving. <clears throat> but, uh, also those of you who sent me happy, happy faces for, for me coming out there. And I, uh, I am going to ship my bicycle back across country. Now, if you don't know, I have, I've had this fucking bike. I mean, her name is Jenny. She's yellow. She's, she's yellow as people in New Mexico would say. She's yellow. And my ankle gave up to her. Wait, what? Your ankle, your uncle or your ankle? gave you a bike. So, um, she's yellow and I love her, Jenny. And I don't know if you know, when I first moved, uh, out to Los Angeles, uh, from New York, I shipped it from a place called Roy's, Roy's in Sheepshed Bay. How you doing, Roy? Roy, uh, bike shops. We've been here since 1962. You can't fuck around. Come to Roy's. What do you need? All your bike needs. So, uh, I, I did take it to Roy's and he, they packed it up for me and they sent it to Hollywood, but I didn't have Roy's send it to another bike shop. They just sent it to an apartment that I was staying in when I first started hanging out or moving to Hollywood when I first moved. And there was this bike in a box. Then I, so I called a friend and I said, Hey friend, can you come and build this bike for me from the box? Cause it just came in a box. And, and he goes, sure. So long story longer, he built me back the box, but listen, everyone, I was so excited to get on. He built me back the bike out of the box. It didn't make any sense. My box and my box is excited right now. That's why it's hard to, to keep a track and to keep it to track. So, uh, he built back my bike. But what he said to me was, Jessica, do not ride this bicycle. It is not ready to ride yet. You need to get it all tightened up. You got to go to the bike shop and you got to get it tightened up. You can't just ride this bike willy nilly. It's all loose and goose. So I was like, sure. Cool. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks. And then what do you think I fucking did? I got on the goddamn bike and I was like, you know, and I, and I, I was staying at the top of, uh, it's going to sound fancy and I don't care. So I was at the top of a Beechwood Canyon, Beechwood Canyon. It's a very fancy canyon. There are no ways to really get up to th this canyon unless you walk or if you have a car. I didn't have a car. I had this bicycle that had just been put back together with very loose screws like myself. <laughs> anyway, so I take it down. The, it's about a mile and a half down the canyon. I'm riding the bike down the canyon. And let me tell you something, folks, kids, loves, baby, baby dolls. I got off of said bicycle because it was shaking so much. I was like, what the fuck, Jenny? You've never shaken before. Well, Jenny never shakes at home. And so I got off the bike and I looked at the bike and I was like, hmm, it doesn't look weird. I don't know. And then I got back on the bike. This was the mistake of the night. First mistake, first mistake of many to come. And I get back on the bike and it's like, and it's just clamoring and shaking. And, and I'm like, wow, I wonder what's going on with the bike. And <laughs> I still don't remember my friend telling me, do not ride the bike. It is not ready to ride the bike yet. Do not ride it. Well, I didn't give a yet. I'm a rebel from way back. I'm a rebel, daddy, a rebel, a loner. 
So I'm on the bike and I turn. And if anyone knows Los Angeles, I hope you don't. But if you do, and you know this area of Los Angeles, down Beachwood Canyon, then you make that little left onto Franklin Avenue. Franklin Avenue, very hip, very happening, very woke white people. You know, everyone's very cool and just walking around. It's like the only block that anyone walks around. It's very strange. And then there's the Scientology church across the way. So it's a very weird, um, crowded area. And so I'm on my bike, and it's all shaky. And they're working on the street at the time. They're working on the on the asphalt. <laughs> and I'm in there. I'm in the asphalt. I'm an ass. And it was my fault. Here it goes. So I'm riding past like open air coffee houses and very hip, you know, young people having their stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, ah, fuck these people. You know, I'm very, I, I was... Listen, I was triggered in Los Angeles. It's my hometown. You know how many things happened to me in Hollywood? Shot and trafficked and ah, you know what I mean? So let's give us a break. So I'm having some like, fuck this, fuck these people. <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West. And all of a sudden, I see a screw fly out of the bicycle. And I think to myself, huh, that seems like maybe an important screw. And then I just went over my bicycle. I flipped over the bike. I hit my ribs on the handlebars, flipped over, and then landed in the street. Scracked across my head, my face, my face. I had a helmet on. Thank the goddamn universe. I, but I scrucked oh, my, my head. Gravel, you know, gravel, just all embedded. And, uh, instantly in shock. Of course, I just hit my fucking head on, the, <laughs> on open gravel. So I get up right away because as you do when you're in shock and I, and you know, hey, I'm a kid from the, I'm a kid from the streets and I figured I could, whatever, get the bike, put the chain back on. Obviously the chain is now fucked up and I get the, and I'm like, oh, and I'm standing with the bike and I'm bleeding from my head and my hand and my arm and my bike is all fucked up the handlebar the handlebar and the chain so moments later i mean it felt like it was seconds later it might have been this white man in a orange vest one of those vests that it looks like he works for the city you know a reflective vest with the reflector <clears throat> and i am i'm sitting i'm i'm standing with my bike bleeding from my head and this guy shows up this white man and he and he go and he's like middle maybe like 40 something and he goes uh hey hey i saw you take a spill on your bike do you need me to put you and your bike in my van and you know what i said yes I mean, I was in fucking shock. I was bleeding from my face, my arm, my hand, my shoulders, my legs. And he goes, we'll get you to the bike shop. Do you, were you going to the bike shop? I said, yes. And so I'm like, oh my God. So he, so I get, I walk with this man, a stranger, white man, the killers, you know, the murderers, the mass murderers, the shooters, all the scariest people. Uh, I walk with him to his van and he loads my bike into the back and then he loads me into the front passenger seat. <clears throat> at least I wasn't in the back with the bike. <laughs> that would have been really frightening. But already, I'm in shock. So we're driving uh, to the bike shop, not that far away at all on Western Avenue. Shout out to those boys who really were sweet to me. When I walked in, they all started, oh my God, miss, miss, are you okay? And they spilled an entire bottle of alcohol, rubbing alcohol over my head. Because again, I was bleeding from my face and my arm. So 
uh, we get in there and they're like, hey, we need, oh my God, you're going to need a new set of handlebars here, miss. And I wasn't that in shock. I was like, no boys, you knock that shit out. (laughs) It was just my rib that hit it. It wasn't like I got hit by a car. So no, you knock that fucking handlebar. I can't afford a new handlebar. Marty in here, you're going to have to do the chain and oil it up for me and tighten it up because a bitch, she wrote it too quick. And so they didn't know who this weird white man was who had walked me in with my bicycle. They figured he'd probably like my dad or something, you know? And so, um, then we, (laughs) I stayed with it. I stayed with the man. Okay. We left the bike shop. I got my little ticket and we left the bike shop and I got back into the van with the white gentleman not a gentleman, really, had the vest off by now. And I then said to him, when we got into the van, I said, hey, uh, where's the vest? I go, so you work for the city? What, what do you do for the city? And he goes, what do you mean work for the city? And I said, uh, the vest. I thought, you work for the city with the reflective orange vest on. And he goes, no, And I was like, okay. And then we drove off into the, okay. So he, so he, (laughs) so we're driving back to where he had originally picked me up in my little accident. Um, And he, at a red light, he gets out of the van, leaving it running. We're in the traffic. He gets out and nothing has, nothing has conspired. There's been no altercation. There's been no other car that's been, you know, bad to us. But what this motherfucker does, he gets out of the van, leaving it running in park. He goes to the car in front of us and he leans down to the driver's window and he's like, and he yells something that I can't hear. It's inaudible to me. But I see that the man who's the driver's like, hey, and I got to wonder what the fuck this man just said. Now I got to wonder what the fuck am I still doing in this van? Now I got to wonder, is my life in danger? So he gets back into the van and he goes, <laughs> I don't say anything because, you know, you don't listen. I grew up with crazy people. You don't want to get them riled. So I just sit there quietly like this is normal. And he looks over at me and he goes, huh, I'm crazy. Okay. When someone, you know this, now you know this. If I know my chat room, you all know the answer to this one. If someone says to you, I'm crazy, you know how to combat that. You know how to come up against that equally. And you go, (laughs) I mean, same. Aren't we all crazy? You know, it's a fucking crazy world. He then, that's what I say. Cause I'm like, yeah, me too, motherfucker. You don't know my life. He then says to me, no, I mean crazy, like it's a wonder I haven't been on Dateline or 2020 yet. Okay, now I'm frightened. Now it's a horror movie in the middle of the day and I'm now in this man's white van. It's a white man with a white van and I'm in it. And I I hear him say this to me and I think to myself, well, he is obviously doing that thing that sometimes murderers do where they give somebody a little hint to what they're up to and then the somebody gets to get away and tell the story. Hi, I wanted that somebody to be me. So I was like, um, you know, this light right here, this where we're stopped, this is actually perfect. This is closer than I could have asked for. I can't thank you enough for this ride, helping me to the bike shop. What a thank you. Meanwhile, this is the first week that I'm in Los Angeles. First week 
bleeding from the face. White man, white van, almost dead in a shallow grave in Griffith Park. Do you know what I'm saying? I got, he goes, hey, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I am sure. I am more than fucking sure. Okay. More than sure. Yeah. So I got out of there and as I limped back up the mile and a half Beachwood Canyon to where I was staying, I called my friend Juliet. Shout out to Juliet today. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, baby. It's your birthday titty shake. It's a titty shake for your birthday. So I called her and she said, you're fine. You're okay. You're good. You got out of that van and you're going to be fine and you're going to do great and you're going to make it up Beachwood Canyon and you're going to make it even further than that. You're going to go, who knows what your next adventure is? And she was right because I made it. I made it out of that van. I made it up Beachwood Canyon. I even got my own apartment after that and lived in Hollywood and you know, dated a couple guys who became homeless after we started dating because I have the tent pussy. I know it's really a lot to take in all at once, but I'm glad that you're here for me. And I thank you. I want to thank you, Heavenly Father. So what's my next story on the bicycle? I'll tell you. Thanks for asking. This is the last I'll talk about the bicycle until next bicycle adventure. But now I have to ship it and ship it back. I have to pack it and ship it back to New York. So what goes on now? Well, I call around Albuquerque. I'm like, hey, do you do you box and ship bikes? <clears throat> Excuse me. I go, do you box and ship bikes? And they, they oh yeah, sure. Um, we can box it. We have a box. We can we can ship it. We have a shipping company that we work together with, and uh, probably take about ten to fifteen days. I said, okay, cool, great. Um, yeah, uh, I think that would be great. All right. Very mellow, very easy, breezy, clear, fine. But then I called Roy's back. Roy's, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. How you doing? Been here since 1962. What are you going to do? You're going to need something for your bike? You're going to come to Roy's. That's all there is to it. So I call Roy's and I say, uh, hey, uh, you guys do build back bicycles if I ship my bike to you right you could build it back and the guy on the phone goes yeah what do you mean like build it back uh of course you know uh, wheels handlebars pedals I was like yes that is what a bicycle is made up of thank you sir and then he goes so what's going on and I said, well, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm moving, I'm moving back, you know, home. And he goes, hey, you're coming back to us. All right. And I was like, you're coming back. Hey, hey, fuck your life. Bing bong. How, don't ever disrespect me looking like a lady that's excited about coming back. Uh, you heard? So, yeah. So Roy's, I'll be seeing Roy. I don't think Roy, the original Roy is back. Uh, I don't think he still lives the original Roy. I don't mean to be assumptive, assuming, assumptioning. <laughs> so <clears throat> going to be, in, going to live in Hollywood was weird, you know, before coming here, going to live in Hollywood, because especially going from New York City, where a lot of people thought, uh, oh, you're going to Hollywood, you know, everybody goes to Hollywood to like, work on their craft and become a star, you know? And I went to Hollywood to work on my 
childhood traumas and to become halfway normal. <laughs> you know? So I, I, I don't relate to the Hollywood thing. And the Hollywood, you know, people come there and they see stuff in Hollywood. They go, ooh, a movie was shot here. And, you know, I go to Hollywood and I'm like, ooh, I was shot here. Such a different experience. And I must say, <clears throat> leaving a place that has just about 25 comedians, I mean, all of us really lined up in a in an emergency, there'd probably be 25. I don't think there are that many. Maybe if we count some people from Santa Fe. But there's a very small comedy scene here. And I've been so um, embraced. And the community that I've found here has been like nothing that I've ever experienced. And I think, well, I know it has a lot to do with the fact that I came here alone. I didn't know one person. I didn't have any contacts or any kind of distractions. I wasn't dating a guy. I wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't have a bestie that I could call every day. It, it was just really uh, very much alone. And when comedy opened up, I was grateful to be able to go to some open mics and then be able to ingratiate myself into the scene of these amazing, very, very funny, like some of the funniest people I've ever met and been around are here. And so really, this might be just a public service announcement. If you get a moment to go and see some Albuquerque local comedy, just please go out and see it because, and Lord knows I'm doing a whole bunch of shit within the next, in the next few weeks. So make sure you continue to come here. I'll post up on the stories. What, what is this? I'm waving. Bye, everyone. Um, <clears throat> okay. Have you heard of these scams that they do now over the money apps? Like, I got, I, someone tried to scam me on Zelle the other day because I'm selling my car. And the guy was like, I'm going to buy your car, but in order for me to send you this $4,700, you have to send me $200. And I was like, what am I, born yesterday? What am I, a fucking sucker? Every, a sucker born every minute? Like, get, get the fuck, what am I, suck, Mark Zuckerberg? Like, no, no, fool, are you kidding me? Listen to how that sounds. And, you know when they have the broken, I mean, look, I love people who don't speak English as their first language. You know me, my mother doesn't speak English as her first language. My mom spoke Spanish like the, my whole life. So what am I talking about here? I'm talking about a tinge of Russian accent, perhaps in the note that they're sending. And also when I was like, no, dude, this doesn't seem right. And he wrote back, I am both humble and honest businessman. I am both humble and honest businessman. And you're like, wait a second, those kinds of, that kind of dialogue, that's even shadier. I am honest. I am humble. I read this in book about how to scam Americans. <laughs> Tell them you are humble. Tell them you are honest. They like these words. Um, so I said no. And then I blocked him. I blocked. I also blocked all the people who come to me. They say, hey, Jess, can you help me? I'm locked out of account. I say, no, man. I know the scam. So no, okay? I say, bye-bye. I say, no. 
Mm. And watch your back, motherfuckers. Because I was listening to a show about fraud and they were saying that it's the biggest, it's the, it's the life stealer. It's like stealing people's life savings and shit like that. And because they can't keep up with how quickly they change their scams. It's crazy. It's fucking and they go for like what you like or what you would want to look at you know what I mean like they you know they know I'm a narcissist so they send me stuff like hey Jess I have all these great pictures of you click here to see them and I'm like oh you play upon my weakness and I know that's and I don't fall I I don't fall for it I have Oh, I was on the bus one time with those people that tell you, I don't know how I thought the police were on their way. This is how paranoid and how freaked out I am about like, I or I was, I'm not going to say I am anymore, but I think I had such paranoia that things were, that I was, ugh, something's wrong, I'm doing something wrong. Even though I fucking, I, listen, I've been on my own since I'm 15 years old. I've been paying bills. I've been paying taxes since I'm 18. It's like, I'm not, I am not, you know, fucking the system or whatever. I wish I was. I wish I were. I wish I knew how. You know how good my mom was at that? Like my aunt would always say to me, your mother, I don't even know who is her rabbi, which is a very funny thing to say because my mom denied her Judaism. But, you know, my aunt was like, her sister, you know, she's got blessings all over the place. Wherever she looks, she's blessed. Who is her rabbi? Because my mom would scam anything out of anything, all the things, money and, uh, you know, you can imagine. So she like had tax money back and credit card stuff. And it was all like, whatever. She didn't care. I lose sleep. What the fuck is it? Maybe it's because I hung out with this woman who got her credit cards cut, you know, in front of me. And it fr- it frightened me. But what I'm saying is I was on the phone with these scammers who were telling me these in, it was and it was these people from East Asia, these East Indian people like, no, the police are the police are coming to your house right, right now. No, Jessica, you have to go get money for us because the police are on their way. And I was like, the police, the police are on their way. <laughs> I didn't give the money, but I was boy, was I close. Shout out again to Juliet. Happy birthday. And thank you for always having my, she's like, hang up, hang up. It's a fucking skim. Hang up on them right now. And I was like, okay, but if the police come, will you bail me out? (laughs) All right. Well, looks like that's the end of the show, friends. Oh my goodness. We've had so much fun. We talked about, uh, my bicycle accident and adventure in Los Angeles. I know it's a story that I've told here before, but there were some people that hadn't heard it, I think, in the chat. And then um, thank you to Justine. Please go listen to OK Vibes. Uh, Thank you to everyone who wrote to me about last week's show, Moist Tattoos. And remember, you can always, uh, you can always try to get some merchandise off of me, off of me. Big love, Schneck. Uh, Go see Big Love. Go and support big love on Facebook and all over the place and all these folks oh they're so cute I see who's in the chat room sometimes I just don't look because I get I do get a little nervous still you know I'm not gonna lie to you guys I'm not like how you doing I mean I am how you doing but it's hard you know you have to work yourself up to that I mean I I write I exercise I meditate every day I had a smoothie you know we practice we 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 do the best we can 
one of the four agreements. Do the best you can. Don't ask me for the other three because sometimes I, w- I forget one of them and then I seem silly like I'm going to quote something and then I can only quote three out of four. Come on, lady. Go look it up. The four agreements. They are right spot on. Okay. Well, I hope to see you later at Juno uh, show tonight. Killer lineup. We will all be barbecuing, meaning on stage cooking with gas. Uh, please remember to share the show. Won't you share the show? Share the motherfucking show. It's free and it's fun. And doesn't everyone deserve a little laughter in their lives right now? I think so. I'm sending you my love. I'm sending you my my hopes for everybody getting through everything in a in a calm and uh, gentle manner to yourselves and to others. Yeah? All right. I'm preaching now. I love you very much. Uh, don't lick a pussy you don't like, remember? And don't suck a dick you don't like. That's always what I'm going to say at the end of the show because I really always believe in that. Do what you need to do. And you know what? Do you. Always good to end with a masturbation reminder. Okay. I love you guys. I'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs) Shut up. I know. It's totally silly. It works. It's working now. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Okay.